0: Welcome, everybody. I'm Chris Miller, author of the number one best selling book, Ready for Pre-Tirement Three Secrets for Safe Money and a Fabulous Future. I'm so honored to be the host of this show called Ready, Set, Retire. Do you lay awake at night wondering if you have enough money to pay the bills, let alone retire? In this show, your vision will be transformed, and I will show you how to have safe money and a fabulous future. I've counseled thousands of individuals, businesses, and families over the past 20-plus years, and I'm proud to say I've never lost $1 of my clients' money. I will share with you secrets I've learned over two decades that only the few rich know and have been around for centuries. pre tirement is a word that I've coined, and it really means plan retirement early so your money, your health, and peace of mind is there when you need it. Now, I've gathered together some amazing experts to share some awesome information, and today I'm so honored to have Dr. Michael Broder. He is a renowned psychologist, executive coach, best selling author, and popular speaker. He is the acclaimed expert. In cognitive behavioral therapy, and he specializes in high achievers and relationship issues. His work centers on bringing major change in the shortest time possible, and he's the author of Stage Climbing The Shortest Path to Your Highest Potential, and conducts online seminars, talks, presentations to professional as well as lay audiences worldwide. I want to welcome you, Michael, and we're so glad to have you. Well, it's
1: a joy to be with you, Chris.
0: You have some amazing, really great strategies that you'll be able to share with a lot of people, and I, that's really what I wanted wanted you on here. You've been on a lot of shows. I mean, you've even been on Oprah and the Today Show, and that's you've right. Been, been on a big journey here. So, what was it really when you? What is the stage climbing process that you really are known for and talk about? Well, stage climbing is a system that um, I've come to actually
1: as it's evolved over a period of uh, well over 30 years of private practice as a psychologist. But it's a system for getting you into the zone that I call your highest potential for any part of your life that you choose to work on. Uh, the process uh, teaches you how to identify where you're stuck, and it gives you the tools, strategies, action steps, and so forth, you know, to be in that zone and stay there. So, with the stage climbing process, you can choose an area of your life that could be better, where you could be feeling more fulfilled, you could be feeling more connected with your passion, where you could be making uh, a greater contribution to the things uh, or the people you care about, and learn some strategies to uh, uh, get you to where you're operating out of that zone.
0: Right. You know, it seems like that's what happens if people don't have all of those things put together. They may really start out the race running and then, you know, get some negative thought and then lose all their energy and, and deflate. And so, how is it that you can actually keep your momentum going like a racer that you, you know, keep pace and you, you know, you don't get bombarded by all the negative?
1: Well, you have to realize, and I think, uh, I think that the best answer to that, to that question, uh, the key there is, uh, to realize that we're all really works in progress, that our passions change, and that, Many people miss out on so much of their lives because, you know, they kind of stay, uh, stay in a rut, uh, and that could take many, many, many different, uh, forms. Uh, you could stay in a rut because you're kind of afraid to leave your comfort zone. You could stay in a rut because you think that by taking risks, you know, something terrible, something dire is going to happen. And you only have yourself to answer to your passion. So, no one nags at you. You don't get letters in the mail saying, uh, hey, pay attention to me. I'm your passion. Okay. Right. Right. So a lot of people kind of forget about that and accept the fact that they're not passionate about their work, and uh, nor will they be. Or when it comes to relationships, uh, well, relationships don't stay the same as they were. No uh, relationship stays the same as it was at the beginning. But there are ways to reconnect with that, and passion is really an ingredient that helps us to feel alive, and and that's what amounts to our uniqueness. You know, if you if you look around you, if you look around you at all the uh, marvels and wonders created by our uh, our fellow uh, sharers of the planet, they were all created by uh, by passion, by somebody's passion. You know, I'm sitting in a chair right now. Uh, there was someone who who had a passion for coming up with a better way of sitting than sitting on the floor, you know, many, many years ago. And so a chair was invented, and virtually everything that is uh, progress comes out of someone's passion. And we all have it. We all have that uniqueness, that gift, something that we do better than anyone else, uh, possibly right. even in the world. And our biggest duty to ourselves, I believe, is to find out what that is. And by the way, you know, your your specialty is retirement. Many, for many, many people, that is the time that they finally allow themselves to open that channel. And sometimes right. uh, the results are astounding.
0: You know, I, I totally agree with you because I, you know, I really look at when you get 50, you're halfway through and that's when you can recreate yourself and start your second life and live your passion. And I really, really like the way that you put it about, you know, it's not just your finances that you need to prepare for retirement, but getting your, yourself in the right frame of mind for retirement and, you really know, and I like the shortest path, too. So what is so different about stage climbing and, and the shortest path to your highest potential?
1: Well, okay, let's start with a, with a very uh, important premise, which is reaching your potential is a natural and organic event that if we did not put blocks in the way. If we did not accumulate them throughout our lives, we would you know our our potential is something within us that we would come to we would recognize and and by the way, I mean it does change it does change uh, uh with years sometimes right. you know when you right. fulfill a wish a dream a mission uh the mission changes, but right. it's all within that zone. What happens is that uh we We acquire uh, certain blocks that are normal and typical for certain stages in our lives. That's where the word stage comes in uh, because I address different uh, eras of our lives or stages. And to the extent that we accumulate what I call hooks that keep you from organically moving to the next stage in an area of your life. They will stay there uh, forever until you learn how to address them and remove them. For example, for example, uh, let's go to the first stage. Uh, infants are naturally, normally, and certainly uh, uh, for for every good reason very uh, dependent for for just about everything. But to the extent that we uh, retain uh, hooks to that stage in life. Uh, chances are we're going to be very uh, dependent and feel inadequate as an infant does to uh, to take an initiative to take initiative towards things. Right. And taking initiatives is the, one of the hallmarks of success in virtually anything you're doing. Uh, by the same token, when when we become toddlers, the challenges are different. You know, we're we're undisciplined. We're we're basically uh, very self-centered, egocentric, and appropriately narcissistic, but to the extent that we retain hooks there, those characteristics of uh, being undisciplined, being being uh, narcissistic, being self-centered to the point that it interferes with relationships, that uh, is career goals, and so forth, uh, that will come into play. And of course, there are certain there are strategies where you can both recognize and remove a hook. And, and by the way, this can be in any area of your life. You can be extremely independent in your career. You can be uh, uh, totally capable of being self-disciplined and taking initiative and so forth in your career. But when it comes to relationships, uh, those hooks kick in. That's and so it's yeah, nice. very important to recognize that. And as a therapist, that's what I've been doing for, for many, many years. Uh but what I what I've done is uh, come up with a a system that anyone can use where they can really do do it themselves.
2: So they can and
1: that was kind them. of out of uh, necessity because something that I recognized and practically anyone who does uh a uh, psychotherapist can tell you that many people don't bring up some of the most difficult issues that they have in therapy because it's too uncomfortable even to bring up in therapy. Uh, right. So, for someone in that situation, you can learn those strategies to, to do it, to do it yourself. It's one of the reasons that uh, uh, Deepak Chopra, Steve Covey, and uh, a number of other luminaries at that level have Have endorsed the book as well as mental health professionals. I I actually teach the techniques to mental health professionals as well. Uh, So
0: really, you're uh, showing them how they can actually learn how to detect those hooks themselves. They can exactly
1: how to recognize those hooks and then and then select the strategy to overcome them. For example, with uh, dependency, I have been throughout my career many, many times have been uh, flabbergasted when I could see how someone who was in a marriage where they were uh, pre-dependent and the marriage worked on that level and then the marriage uh, breaks up, usually not by uh, the choice of the person I'm working with, and they feel as though, uh, well, i um, I'm 50, or in some cases uh, even uh, uh, way older than that, or younger than that. But uh, how can I possibly, how can I possibly start now uh, to do these things? You know, uh, they feel as though they just don't have the emotional muscle to right. uh, to take initiative. But when you recognize what the issue is, you can right. learn how to do that. And I've seen people go from just thinking that they're lives were over simply because they uh, lost a relationship where they were very dependent to having their own businesses, to uh, being in, in in a position where a relationship they thought they couldn't live without. They then wonder, how did I stay in it so long? Right, uh, right, right. So, well, you know,
0: so, what? yeah.
1: Yeah. So, my point is that you really can learn to do these things because... All of these particular traits, you know, in the in the third stage, I talked about the first two stages, in the third stage, uh, which is the childhood, we we learn a bunch of rules, for example, that some of which work, some of which don't work, and people who are governed by unworkable rules that get to be cliches or even stereotypes and prejudices wind up learning how to step out of their comfort zone. Uh, something that they would never think to do, but until you do, you're not going to get to your uniqueness.
0: Right. Um, what I want to know is, is what you talk about the shortest path to your highest potential. What is the shortest path? Well, the shortest
1: path is to recognize the hook. And unlike what has become part of the folklore, for example, with certain kinds of therapy, where you need to where you need to move you know, from here to here to here to here to here, when you remove a hook to one of the stages, you land in what we call the target stage. And that's where you are governed by your passion and your uniqueness, you know, for that particular area of your life. So it's a very, very short-term approach. I've been a short-term therapist my whole career, even before that was uh, not a popular way of doing therapy. You know, I was one of the the people who did uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, when when, it, uh, when when a lot of the luminaries in the field questioned the validity of something, you know, uh, they said, Jesus, this is too simplistic. Now, of course, cognitive behavioral therapy is the state of the art, and stage climbing is uh, very grounded in cognitive behavioral therapy, but it, it, is, uh, it, it is something that is so user-friendly. If you follow the step-by-step approach, you really don't need a therapist to uh, help you do a lot of the things that you would think you would need a therapist or a coach to do.
0: Exactly. I like like the sound of that. So it sounds like that anybody could make these dramatic changes and, you know, that it would be available to anybody,
1: right? Exactly. Exactly. And by the way, you can go to stageclimbing.com and download... What I call a calibration chart, where you can read about the the seven stages and see where you are, kind of in any aspect of your life. Uh, just oh, yeah. go to one word, dot com, and uh, you'll you'll get that. And I have a blog there which I contribute to uh, every week, and it is it talks about different applications that you know that we've developed since uh since the book is pronounced and next week i actually just completed a blog on um, on the challenges of retirement
2: oh. and
1: of people who retire and i think that it is a uh, if you've never looked at yourself before this when you're getting ready to retire that is the time to uh do certainly the important stuff that you do. But in addition to that, you've got to start looking at yourself. You know, I I have been witness to so many uh, very sad stories of people who looked forward to retiring. They could tell you when they were 35 years old, how many days of the people they retired. You meet people like that, you know?
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, right. You
1: know, they could they, they literally tell you how many days and, uh, you know, if you ask them, you say, well, listen, if you don't like to work so much, why do you do it? And they say, well, work, work. You do it to make a living. Sure, I don't want to work. Uh, mm-hmm. But I get a I get a great pension in uh, uh, 19 years and four days or in uh, whatever it is. OK, right. Yeah. And and then they retire and they have a uh, great couple of weeks. You know, so lucky they have a little retirement party and, uh, somebody gives them, uh, it used to be a gold watch. I don't know right. what they give them oh, now, right. but they give them, and then, um first couple of weeks are, you know, kind of feel like you hit the lottery. And then it starts very slowly going downhill because even if you didn't like your work, you're still, it was still a purpose and right. it was still something that Put you in the role of being significant, and and so forth, and 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 that would then morph into a depression, and to the point where there have been uh, there have been studies that have shown that the biggest year to die is the, is the first year of
0: retirement. That is a great point, and just hold it, hold it right there. I want to tune everybody in for those of you that just joined us. You're listening to Ready, Set, Retire. My name is Chris Miller, and my special guest is Dr. Michael Broder, and he is sharing with us some amazing information here about stage climbing and So everybody, you really need to dial this in. Michael, before we go on a little farther, tell everybody again how they can get this calibration, this free download you have on your website, where they can go, and how they can contact you.
1: Okay, simply go to stageclimbing.com and you'll get the calibration chart. I have a website which is michaelbroder.com or drmichaelbroder.com. It's easier to dial. Just uh, type in michaelbroder.com, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-B-R-O-D-E-R, one word, dot com. And uh, that's my personal website. And uh, you can get contact information there. But uh, the book, uh, and the book, of course, is available on, on Amazon uh, in both Kindle and print uh, form. And we'll give you, it will give you uh, the strategies you need. If you want to see what those calibrations are and you want a little bit of the, a little bit more information on, on the book, stageclimbing.com has it. And once you get the book, you can go into a free membership site where I have resources for virtually uh, every challenge in dealing with these um, various hooks. At the uh, uh, the stages leading up to where you want to be, which is what I call the target stage.
0: Well, this is this is great stuff, and this book is—you've got a lot of accolades from Deepak Chopra, Pot- Stephen Covey, Mark Vic- Victor Hansen. I mean, you can't get any better than that. You've got to get this book. You've got to read it. And for those of you who don't know whom I am, I'm Chris Miller. I'm the number one best-selling author of the book Ready for Pre-etirement. Retirement. Three secrets for safe money and a fabulous future. We're talking about the mindset you need to have when you retire. Now I look at retirement as an estate of mind, a mindset you need to have while you're working. You need to enjoy your life while you're working, not wait till you're sixty-five. But what Dr. Michael's talking about is what was it Michael that there's more suicides on the when you become retired?
1: No, 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 thing. not suicide. Not, I wasn't talking about suicide. Okay. Uh, it's uh, no death of natural causes, uh,
2: oh. where
1: uh, there's just a, a kind of low-grade depression that, that uh, kicks in, and wow. many people believe at that point that uh, when you know when at least I get to I get to meet the ones who come into uh, uh, the treatment. But, you know they talk about really not feeling uh uh fulfilled not feeling needed not feeling significant right. uh, like what do I do now you know I look forward to this and it's it's uh it's kind of like the retirement parties are all over uh you know i I, right. I I went on my trip i went on my shopping spree i now uh, what? Right. Uh, slept uh, late i uh <laughs> yeah. uh you know told told everybody uh i'm not Reading anything anymore, I'm not doing this anymore, I did all the glib stuff, and now what do I do with myself? Right. And, and this is a time, age climbing is written for virtually every age, every sex, uh, there's, uh, you know, when you're dealing on the level of attitudes and beliefs, they, they really can apply to, uh, to everyone. And we all have our own uniqueness in that area, but, uh, it's, it's not, it's not something that's more for men or more for women or, or, or more for old or more for young or anything at all, uh, right. like that. These strategies are timeless and the important thing is that you can identify, you will identify with where you are and be able to pick the strategies that you need in order to be able to reverse this. And I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. When it comes to Uh, let's take one of these, um, uh, folks who are feeling really un uh, I guess, you know, it's, there's no great word for it. So I'll use the word unnecessary where they're, they're coming out of a career and, uh, going into retirement. I see this a lot, by the way, with teachers, because, um, uh, unlike people in my field, people in my field, uh, uh, we have a, a little advantage where we can just start seeing fewer, fewer clients or we can, uh, we're teaching, uh, a course here, a course there. We can do less of it. We could, we could take on less, take on more. But if you have a career where Friday, uh, you know, on Friday afternoon, you're, you're still, uh, working at a full-time job. And then Monday morning, you're finished. The job is over with because you've retired. That's where you, find the most difficulty with this, because people don't think about what they're going to do. They might think about busy work. They might think about, okay, gee, I'll have time to uh, go to the gym and play cards and do stuff like that. For some people, maybe that's all, all they need. For other people, they really need to feel as though they're making a contribution, that they're doing things, for example, that they wished that they could have done as part of their... Job, but we're not able to do that. Uh, well, just, like a, just,
0: as, just as an example, what I'm seeing a lot of people is they don't have a passion. And what I've noticed, and this is, and maybe you have the answer for this, but when I see someone and they're in their midlife and they're, and they're just in a depression, and because they're passionless, they don't have a way, they haven't tuned into how to give back. And how do you instill passion into someone that has blocked it or denied that it's even there or doesn't know it's there? Well, but you see,
1: it—it it, uh, that's the beauty of this being organic, an organic process. The passion is there. It is just uh, dormant. You know, it's, it's not being recognized. It's not being utilized. It's something that we get Clues about it, but we very often say, Gee, I don't have time for that, or that's ridiculous you know who would uh what makes me think that I could do i could uh, say mentor mentor uh uh young people in that or uh a lot of us develop those tendencies, and they are all typical of the lower stages you know where we put ourselves down where where there are feelings of uh, uh of inadequacy, feelings that, well, we we're not really gonna be able to pull this off anyway. And that's the that's the the uh piece that needs to be worked on. And that's the piece that you need to recognize because it, it belongs to other periods in your life when those inadequacies were kind of normal. And maybe there was some truth to them, but somehow we've just held on to them.
2: Right.
1: You see? Right. That's, so that's good what happens is when you're able to recognize those hooks and remove them, uh, you start getting more and more clues as to just what your yeah. calling might be.
0: Well, why do you think uh, people have have roadblocks? I mean, why, why do we have all these roadblocks?
1: Well, because for a number of reasons, that some of them have to do with trauma, others have to do with the fact that they were the normal and we never recognized them, so they kind of became part of our character. Okay, People who who, uh, have dependency issues, for example, or uh, are very much concerned with what other people think of them to the extent that that they're afraid to show any uniqueness, which is very normal around adolescence. Adolescence is about taking your uniqueness, you know, rolling your uniqueness out and being accepted for it. But rejection in adolescence can very often make you gun shy uh, to do that later on, because it's not a, a uh, uh, it's not something that you dealt with uh, adequately at the time. So what needs to happen is that you see how you're holding yourself back. And as you do that, and this is the uh, part that is going to require a little bit of a leap of faith, at least for today. But as you do that, uh, you start getting more and more clues as to what this is all for. Right. You see what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, exactly. And then,
1: and then it starts to makes sense to you, what it is that you're here for, what contribution it is that you want to make. Right. And there are two target stages. One is uh, uh, stage six, and that is where you're doing, your passion is really directing you toward your own fulfillment. The other is where your passion is directing you out of yourself. And that's a very significant shift to make, uh, because believe it or not, we can get burnout on our own, uh, self-gratification.
2: Right.
1: And when that happens, that, that is where it becomes more important to reach out and accomplish a mission that benefits others uh, more than it might benefit you directly, at least, uh, at the beginning, but on, on the, on the level of your soul, the level of uh, your right. purpose, it certainly benefits you and you'll get to see that very quickly.
0: That is, I, thought, I find that really fascinating. I even I noticed that in within my own growth of, you know, at a certain point it changed from it's all about me now it's I really get more fulfillment helping others and giving back. There's a really a quantum leap there that happens. It's fascinating because you know, you talk about Your path to your highest potential is natural and an organic one. Yes. That's what you talk about a lot. Maybe you could explain that a little bit to everybody so they could see what you're saying.
1: Yeah. Well, the one thing that makes human beings uh, stand out from all other, all other, every other uh, uh, creature ever created is the fact that we all want different things. Uh, there are no two no two humans who have the same desires. Uh you know, it's uh, foxes okay. and bears and um, you know and, and other animals pretty much want the same thing. Eat the same foods, uh do the same things for for recreation, et cetera, et cetera. You know, uh and and uh the, there's an interchangeability. Uh, among them, you know, it's not true with all animals with every aspect of their lives, but for the most part, it is. With humans, with humans, we have uh, such a myriad of different talents and strengths and weaknesses that we're born with, and that is what has enabled us to create the world that we create. So, I mean, if we were uh, if all humans were engineers, uh, we might have a lot of, uh, or architects, I should say, we, we we might have a lot of buildings, uh, but we wouldn't uh, have music, okay? Yeah. Um, there is, uh, so you understand uh, what I'm saying here. Now, for many, many reasons throughout life, we wind up turning a deaf ear to those strengths which really are our passions, which really become our passions. You know, the things that we enjoy doing are the things we tend to do best. Okay, and uh, vice versa, things we don't enjoy doing, we don't do well at all. I'm a terrible cook, and it doesn't bother me. On the other hand, I know people who uh, uh, would rather be uh, uh, creating something wonderful in the kitchen than doing anything else. Right now. Uh, how did I get to be the way I am, and they get to be the way they are? We don't know. You really don't know that. Uh, you know there there are teams of think tanks trying to answer that question. And I've been in this field now 37 years, and they're no closer to an answer to that than they were when I got into it.
2: Right. And probably,
1: and they won't crack that code probably in our lifetime. But it is a phenomenon. It is a phenomena, and it is uh, it is something that is, is certainly uh, uh, true, whether we like it or not. Now, what happens when we cut off access to that zone, uh, the zone that I call your highest potential, where all those talents are, what happens is you pay a price. And when you clear the way, when you clear that path, you will find it now you might have an idea of what it is but for one reason or another you haven't pursued it you may for example um, uh, by the way i've seen some incredible things happen with o- older people uh i had a uh, a client a couple of years ago get into medical school at the age of 52 okay wow. yeah something that uh, didn't have an opportunity to do when they were younger had a uh uh, a job where they could retire young and, uh, found a way to do that. I can remember when I was, uh, you know, when I was in my youth, if you didn't, if you weren't in medical school by the time you were 30, you could forget about it. You right. couldn't do it. Okay? Uh, now you can certainly do that. I've seen people, uh, get degrees in my field, psychology. Uh, I had a, a student in graduate program that I teach at who, uh, got got her uh, PhD at 68, and believes she has a 25-year career ahead of her. Awesome. Okay? So nice. there are all kinds of things that you can do uh later in life that uh maybe those doors weren't open years ago, but they're certainly open now. But first, you have to really know what they are, and you have to give yourself permission to, to go there and and really determine what that is. And so... so is that uh, how
0: you climb to the target stage in your in your life?
1: Yes, and the way you get to the target stage, the final two stages, the one where where you're in enjoyment, and if you're talking about relationships, a stage six relationship is one where you are really there because your partner is the person that really gratifies you. Uh, at stage seven, uh, you're still there. You have all the The benefits of stage six, but you, you also are there because, uh, you, you get off even more on, on gratifying them, on bringing joy to their lives. And the definition of true happiness, by the way, is, uh, you know, when you, when you chase happiness for yourself, it usually eludes you. When you, when you uh, try to help other people achieve it, that's when somehow it finds its way to you.
0: Exactly. It's so true. So how is stage climbing to be used as a tool for motivating others, like students or people at work? Or, Well, one of the things that I do when I
1: use this as a motivational tool and, and when I talk to uh, executives and other people that are, and teachers and other people who need to motivate others is to... Uh, show them how to recognize what stage person they're trying to they're trying to motivate is operating at and once you know that you know what motivates them in fact I have a chart chart of that in the book uh in stage finding that uh show you for example for example if you're a um, you're if you're a, a manager and you have people who operate at stage 1 what motivates them are feelings of security. Um, if you're if you have people operating at stage three, what motivates them is structure. A uh, stage four, uh, praise, awards, things like that. A uh, stage five, it's money. That's stage five, by the way, is the normal stage. And I say normal. You can't see me, but I'm I'm holding up um, quote signs uh, with my fingers. A uh, stage stage shift. Uh, Four, uh, five is the the normal stage for adults in our society, and what characterizes that is that we live by our roles. So at stage five, I call that uh, the role juggler. You're really juggling roles uh, between uh, uh, the roles you play at work, the roles you play at home, uh, being a uh, spouse, a parent. Uh, tennis partner, things that you uh, might do for your uh, church or synagogue—that's another set of roles. But there isn't like a real solid integrity about it. It's not till you get to the higher stages that you rise above your roles. Instead of the roles governing you, right? The roles instead of governing you—you're in charge of your roles, and you just right. pick the ones that work and the ones that don't work.
0: Right. Exactly. That's, that's a good way to put it. So you, so you're really in charge and you're doing what you want to do or you're passionate about. Um, exactly. And at stage five, people who work at
1: stage five are usually working for the perks and the money. Uh, right. because, uh, you're, you're, you go to work in your role as breadwinner. That's your role. Mm-hmm. Now, stage six, the money is still nice. You know, you don't turn around and say, oh, I don't want any money, uh, you know, just, uh, here.
2: Right.
1: I'll do it for, for nothing. You know, people think that, uh, oh, well, gee, well, uh, I don't want, you know, I, I like money. You can still like money, but you're not going to be as motivated. So getting back to our, our manager, uh, when you have stage six, uh, people working for you, you want to get out of their way and let them work their magic. And money isn't going to be as much of a motivator for them as Will be the the opportunity for them to uh, be creative and to work their magic. And of course, at stage seven, stage seven, it's all about mission and contribution. So uh, uh, people, managers all the time who themselves are operating at stage five with the roles can't understand it a lot of times when uh, somebody will uh, uh, will leave. I had a uh, somebody I was working with recently who. Who was a very, very, uh, high level hospital chief of staff is making ton of money, lots and lots of money, who, uh, uh, decided to, to, uh, go work in a third world country for practically nothing because, uh, they just weren't feeling gratification. Right. And everybody thought they were, thought this guy was crazy. Right. But he was crazy. I mean, you know, uh, you really flipped out. And well, okay, you know, when you get over your nervous breakdown, come back and we'll see what we have for you. Well, he never got rid of his nervous breakdown. You know, he, uh, yeah. did not want to be part of that rat race that he was in for all those years. You know what I
2: mean? Yeah. Yeah. He said he wanted surprising. to do
1: something that he felt was meaningful, was making an impact. And right. thank God for people like that. Because Amen.
0: Yeah. A without lot of people, people
1: like that, where, right. where would the world be?
0: Exactly, and I see a trend in that now. A lot of people are breaking out, going, "Wait a minute! I'm done with eight to five. I want a passion. I want a way that I can give back to people." And this, a lot of, I'm running a lot of multimillionaires that saying, "You know, I'm not happy with all this money. I need, I need more. I need to give back." That's, That's right. That's a good trend. That's a really good thing, Michael. We're coming to the close to the end of the time. I'd like you to give us a little cherry on the top of everything, and then go ahead and tell everybody how they can reach out to you, get your book, and get the free download on your site.
1: Well, uh, to get the free download, just go to stageclimbing dot com, and it will give you a lot of information about the book. Uh, you can go to stageclim, Pl- you can go to uh, uh, Amazon or Barnes and Noble, of course, and. and uh, Buy the book there. And you can also, you can also go to my personal website, uh, michaelbroder.com. And that will, uh, I have many other books and audio programs that I've done, uh, uh, over the years. By the way, Stage Climbing, uh, is now in audio version with uh, a lot of additional stuff, uh, produced by Nightingale Koenig. You can get that at my website. Uh, drmichaelbroder.com or michaelbroder.com. And, uh, that is under the a different title, Seven Stages of Transformation. So if you go to my website, you can, you can get the, uh, get it in audio version or, uh, if you want to drop me an email, I try to respond to every, to everyone who, who does. And, and that's part of my state seven contribution, I guess.
0: Right. That's amazing that you would do that because, you know, normally, people don't reach out directly. So that's a real gift. Everybody, did you hear that?
1: <laughs> really? Okay. Well, uh, I'll, I'll do it as long as I can. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> yeah. You better put a you put a little clause in there for sure. Uh, well. I really, really appreciate, Michael, you sharing these great things, and we're just sort of on the surp- surface of it, and hopefully down the road we can drill down a little further into it. And It's been you know. great to be with you. It's great to be with you too, and and I want to let everybody else know. My name is Chris Miller, and I'm the author of the book Ready for pre Retirement. It's a number one bestseller. I talk about three secrets for safe money and a fabulous future. And you can reach out to me at Chris K R I S at Ready for Retirement, and that's R E A D Y F O R P R E T I R E M E N T dot com. And grab my free article on my website, which is Ready for Pre-Retirement, uh, The Myths of Financial Planning. Dr. Michael, it's been a real pleasure to have you on our show today. And Thank you.
1: And by the way, remember, I will be, write, uh, I am writing, developing a, um, uh, a blog that will be in next Tuesday on stagefinding.com about retiring.
0: Well, we definitely, in fact, I'll, I'll have to get a link to that and post it out on my blog, too, and pass, pass, okay. it, around, pass it around for you. That'd be great. Thanks my, so much. All right, Michael. You have a beautiful day. Thank you too. Thank you. There's so much to learn about healthy money. I hope today's discussion brings you one step closer to securing and protecting your future. So you can get started on the right foot, go to Meetwithchrismeller.com and schedule your free financial fitness strategy session. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to Money 911 so you don't miss our next episode, which includes health, wealth, and peace of mind.